1: but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate.
0: And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio with Sharon McNamara, she is not by her microphone but she's here i promise i'm not in the room by myself and i'm just going to continue to talk until she says something Or not, okay. Um, But we are uh, live tonight. I know uh, we've been replaying a couple shows lately. Um, We've been enjoying life and also working a lot. But um, we are live tonight. So if you, we're getting set up on Facebook too. So um, if you follow McNamara Broker Team or Boston Connect Real Estate, you can find us on there. But we do have two very special guests tonight. Um, One of them, I can't see her right now, but I will be able to see her. Um, So if you are joining us live, you'll be able to see them as well. But we have Amy Hubert Masferer. Hello, Amy. Hi,
2: guys. How are you? Happy to be back. How are you doing?
0: good i i know i ask you every single time that you're on the show but i always feel like i pronounce your name wrong so i always like stumble a little bit
2: no, <laughs> worry. no worries yeah amy hubert mass Ferrer. okay um, <laughs> it's a uh, combined and complicated just like me
0: so. <laughs> you are not complicated <laughs> I try not to be. be. You're you're one of my favorite people to catch up with when I haven't seen you in a while because like your stories just like brighten my day. They might not brighten your day.
2: I I always have a bad fall. I can can assure you that. Yes.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, Amy is joining us from Sherman Law. Um, Amy, I know you've been on the show before, but why don't you reintroduce yourself to all of our listeners as we get set up over here, um, sort of where you are located, um, how long you've been in the business, what you do, all that fun stuff.
2: Sure. So um, I'm a real estate attorney. I've been uh, at Sherman Law for the past three years. Uh, I've been in a a real estate attorney for the past 20 years. So um, on all sides of the coin representing the lenders Uh, for the past decade, I've represented uh, buyers and sellers uh, primarily. So I have a kind of a vast background there and our office is in Derby Street in Hingham. That's our primary location. We also have a secondary location that just opened up. That's really fabulous. Uh, Jessica Fennessy is the primary attorney sitting out there and I get to do closings out that way too in Plymouth. So wherever your property is located, we have a good uh, spot for you to meet.
0: So <laughs> um, everyone sort of when I do open houses or I meet the public or whatever, everyone always asks, oh, where's your um, office located? Is Boston. When I say Pembroke, I sort of just explain to you, it doesn't really matter like where your office is like because we can sell all over Massachusetts. And it's sort of the same thing with with you guys. Right. I know sometimes you do like, house calls and or you meet in a. Yeah. McDonald's parking lot or something
2: <laughs> oh, yes I've been to just about every McDonald's I have to say um I'm a bit of a traveling road show and if you like give me a town I can probably find the coffee house that I've been to or the location especially during COVID we we got very very creative and yeah. we're meeting people yeah. so um always good but yeah happy to travel and you know it's it's part of it's part of the game for sure
0: um, and I think we mentioned this the last time you were on the show, uh, because I think you were on after you opened your Plymouth location, but, um, uh, Mary and I did go to your grand opening down there and it was just such a beautiful space. And Sharon was actually with a potential client at the time, yes. um, and was unable to attend, but we kept saying the whole time we were there, we we're like, Sharon would love this. It's, mm-hmm. it's yes. like a in the middle of, of Plymouth. Like water.
2: Yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's, um, Kristen and Tim Sherman, like really, they design everything with the idea that, you know, we want a really personal experience for our buyers, especially when they're coming in. Everybody's coming in with a U-Haul and stress. They got dogs. They got, you know, family in the car. So to come into a beautiful space, sit down, take a breath have a cup of coffee and like do what you're supposed to do, which is make the biggest investment of your life. We like to kind of, you know, set the tone there that uh, it's welcoming. And I see Maria's joining me too. She's she's um, one of our uh, CADEC representatives. She I rely on her very heavily in, uh, in what we do. And uh, when we talk about title insurance, she's going to be invaluable. And I'm so grateful that you came today, Maria. I know <laughs> I'm always springing things on to you, so I appreciate it. That's okay, nice to to be here.
3: Yes, and I
1: appreciate you being here as well. I am Sharon, so nice to meet you. And to all of our WATD listeners, um, just just to let you know, we're going to be redoing our show from last Tuesday. Uh, we had some technical issues, not that we should really talk about that on air, but we did. So we asked Amy if she would come back because this topic is so very important and it is very detailed and it all worked out actually better too, right? Because we were able to get Maria Courtney here from Caddick uh, Title Insurance Company as well. So um, Maria, why? Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and CADEC as, um, is it Catic title insurance or CADC period?
3: CADEC title insurance, but generally when you see the logo, it, it says CADC on, you know, on the logo, so.
1: Mm-hmm. Very nice logo. Well, well, I have it up on my computer right now, by the way. <laughs> so
3: we're a title insurance company based in, In new england but we've actually grown to other states um more recently um i've been in the title insurance industry for 22 plus years um working for different title companies and uh i work with amy at sherman's office and um really enjoy
1: working with her and in their whole staff so That's wonderful. So Amy, is Maria the person that you go to if a problem arises or is she the person that you go to when you have a new sale, a buyer client that's going to purchase title insurance?
2: So typically a little a little bit of both. So she's she's my primary contact for setting up someone new for insurance. But if a title issue arises, we need to locate their policy. I might, I might reach out to her as well. They also have title attorneys on staff that um, we run through, uh, particularly for representing a seller. I might see something pop up on title and I want to look and say, you know, is this an issue? Is this something I need to address? How do we get ahead of that? which is uh, one of the things I really like to do. If I have a new seller coming into, you know, representation, I like to take a glance at their title, see what I can see with my own eyes and get ahead of anything. And um, Tadic is exceptional uh, at kind of guiding us through that process. So they have a whole team of people uh, and Maria is a, a great support for us.
1: That's awesome. And now I have her contact information. So what do you <laughs> yes.
3: <want you> <laughs> Yeah, we do, we have an underwriting department. So that's where the legal questions generally go. Um, yeah. So that they can, you know, they know all the case law and everything. So it's just uh, a lot of things they can just right off the top of their head, you know. Help them work through a problem if there is a if there is a problem. You know, our goal is to be able to let you close the loan, um, but there's certain things that we have to look at and analyze as well.
1: So when you're doing the title um, insurance, you're doing it for both for home for the bank owners and owners policy. So both.
2: Yes.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> as yeah. a closing
3: attorney, generally, yes, they um, the the anytime that someone takes out a mortgage, the lender is generally going to require a title insurance policy, which only insures the lender, um, and and that only insures the lender if the lender goes to foreclosure.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, they can't file a claim just as the lender. Um, the owner's policy covers the owner's interest, where the lender's policy covers the lender's interest that they wanna make sure that in their their um, investment in the property, you know, the mortgage that they gave to the borrowers is is covered if something came up on the title um, and you can have a title claim that says, you know, something small like an undischarged mortgage that you just need to get a discharge for it or you can have something that is like a total loss of property, um, which the insurance on the owner's policy would be generally the purchase price um so and amy usually has a conversation with the borrowers to explain to them the differences between the two and you know we we as the title insurance company and also the attorneys uh, always recommend purchasing the owner's policy um because it is it is the one time purchase and it it is something it's probably the biggest investment that you'll make in your life is to buy real estate. So
1: 100%. And I mean, we talked a little briefly last week about it and Mary is currently in the process of having to go through her title insurance. I had to in the past on my primary residence, but Amy, one thing that's really interesting that Maria just said is that, So I've heard you say for over, you know, all these years that we've known each other, you know, that the title insurance that you automatically sort of see is the protection of the bank. Right. So that's the mortgage company or the bank or whoever. And then you should always buy your own. I didn't realize. So if there was a, a title issue with, let's just say. Give me something. an easement issue.
2: Oh, yeah, so like an easement issue. So the bank is only invested and covered if it financially impacts them. Ooh. And they really only become financially impacted if their ownership is at risk, like in a foreclosure where they you know, they might not be able to recoup their expenses. If there's, you know, a small parcel of land, like I know we talked a little bit, if some of the viewers uh, heard last week about Mary's situation. if there's a parcel of land and dispute of who owns it, um, whether it's a part of, you know, a neighboring lot or your lot that it, if it doesn't impact the value, the the, the lender isn't going to get involved. That's an owner issue that goes to, the, to your scope of ownership. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, again, you're ensuring your interests in the property, which includes, you know, much more than just the financial I- impact, you know, it, so that's, that's the primary difference. And, you know, a lot of people, especially our first time home buyers, you know, they're really pulling together what funds they have to get into home sometimes and they look at the closing disclosure which we all get and they see those words optional next to the insurance Mm. and you know more often than not maybe if there's a mom and dad involved they say you don't need that that's just upselling that's like car insurance you know it's a very very different thing and we have to really be very clear with uh, people that the lender's insurance does not cover them and the owner's insurance, you actually get a discount, and Catech offers a discount even further if you're a first-time home buyer or if you're a first responder. They're they're very generous. Um, that allows coverage for you if an issue comes up. I, I can tell you just today, you know, I had a colleague who was um, looking through a deed for a future sale, and by a Scribner's error, someone had included a life estate on a deed. And we're we're looking at it. We're like, who who is this? How did this get on record? How to, you know? And and that's the type of instant scramble because if you don't have title insurance, you're reading that name and you're you're going. I hope this person's still alive. I hope mm-hmm. I can find him. I hope I can, you know, get convince him to sign this without compensating him in some way. Versus, you know, we look and we're like, oh, they have owner's title insurance. Okay, this can be taken care of. We know that. Mm-hmm. Our sale is going to go forward. There's not going to be a be a hindrance here because we're going to be able to rely on the insurance to clear that. And any buyer of that property is going to rest assured that they can have their insured without an exception. So, you know, I know this sounds a little bit complicated, but our goal is, as attorneys is to convey a hundred percent clear title without exception, which means that the insurance company is willing to ensure your title ownership up until the point that you take title some small items after you take title but for the majority you're ensuring your title line in front of you and or, i'm sorry behind you and so i get a question a lot two things why do i have to pay for it which we talked about but also if you did your job at, at you know miss attorney why do i need insurance and the reality is a lot of these errors that come up aren't necessarily something that we're going to be able to see um, they might be you know, probate records that were misindexed. They might be, um, you know, if a property is registered and recorded land, only, only, you know, nothing showed up on the registered side when we checked. There's a numerous human error that can happen because the registry of deeds, as much as we, you know, think is, uh, imagine the DMV of homes is basically, so you can see what how well, things and can get, get
3: lost. And everything, uh, right, you know, and, and Maria,
2: we were talking about this. This was a huge point of her. Recordings, everything are behind, you know, things like probate records are behind because of COVID. We had limited courthouse time, we have limited staff. So there might be things that might not have popped up yet and you're really relying on that. So, you know, insurance, a lot of people think, my God, it costs so much, monthly premium. We think about health insurance. In general, you know, you're looking at, on an average, you know, $500,000 house, what, maybe twelve fifty, dollars 1000 if there's discounts one one payment that gets rolled into your closing right. and that's you know peace
1: peace of mind. Can I ask a question um, while you're on that right there. So I wrote down on my notes, could that be a seller concession? Could you ask for a seller concession for that? Um is I it think, part of your offer?
2: Well we kind of you, sh- you could if um so you could know, it's interesting. I think everything's negotiable, but when the seller is is you would basically use that as a closing cost credit yes. is what you'd be offering. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, yes, but it, it basically falls into the general pad of closing cost credit, prepaid items. It would be accredited accordingly.
1: Well, uh, not a good yeah. idea, don't you think, Amy? I mean, I've been doing this for 21 years and I never thought about that until right this very moment.
2: Right, right. I mean, particularly if you're dealing with an estate and people are nervous about the transaction to be able to say, you know, I'll cover your... I'll cover your cost of a you know an owner's title insurance policy to give you more comfort in the transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, estates are one of the primary reasons why we see delays in closing sometimes because you know, people just aren't aware of how they're holding their property or how their family held their property until they pass away and then you're trying to kind of recollect and pull together records. So um, I I think that could be, you know, a potential. especially
1: now, right? We're trying to think outside the box a little bit for our sellers. Maybe we could say something like, hey, why don't you offer a seller concession, you know, towards closing costs? Right. And and then put that, any little extra that you could do to give the buyer comfort, now that the rates have gone up and different things have happened, I think that that's a great idea
2: yes Thanks. yeah and i, I think we're going to see more creativity on the seller side too as things kind of switch where we saw you know buyers before were paying for the seller's move you can live yeah you know you can live with a i have i have one closing now where you know they the the use and occupancy was for the in-law apartment below so the buyer and seller literally became roommates you know it's <laughs> it gets, it gets very creative out there for sure and god bless the realtors who you know got all these people i mean you guys should be in charge of the peace talks for sure to get all these people to agree
1: yeah i mean sometimes it is as markets are changing and things are sort of shifting a little bit you really do have to sort of think outside the box and i just think that that just sort of came to me when it when you were just talking about it and i'll tell you i've always been a huge advocate every time i'm you know previously when i used to go to all the closings and the topic would come up and i would always say just, in my opinion is you should do it. You never know when you're going to need it until you do.
3: Right.
1: And for a one-time fee to be considering this, and even if you're, you know, I've been in my house for 30 years, which I can't believe my 30-year anniversary is a week from tomorrow, Monday, right? Been in the same house. We've We had to use ours before. But even for people, I would say it would be more risky for short-term people if something happened. You right. know, if you think about yeah. fifty years ago. You know, when they were doing recordings, we were still using DOS. Did all of that? The person who was inputting all that data—you mean to tell me that there was no typos or anything? Right. That people
3: yeah.
2: yeah.
1: You know,
3: right. I mean, yeah. I, you
2: know, I'm a title so... insurance attorney, and I still have title insurance on my house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I know that when I want to go to sell my house, if anything comes up. Time is the most precious commodity in a real estate transaction. You can't get that back. I could lose a buyer who might be willing to pay more money because they wanna close quickly. And suddenly I have a title issue that pushes my closing out 60 days. I've now lost that prime buyer because they have to move quickly. So, you know, that is uh, really key. And Maria, I'm sorry, I think I cut you off there.
3: No, I was just gonna say that um, even the cost of title insurance sometimes, you know, one claim would hmm. be well beyond what it would cost to get it. And, and as Amy mentioned, when you do purchase it at the same time as the lender's policy, um, you would get a simultaneous discount. So it is cheaper to buy it together. Hmm. Um, one thing to keep in mind too, when you buy an owner's policy, it, it, it stays with you for the entire time that you own the property until it's deeded out. And in, in some circumstances, if it goes to an estate, it will carry forward to the estate. Um, but the, um, the,
1: what, what the, if I put it in a trust, if I purchase my home as Sharon and Mark <laughs> McNamara, and then I put it into a trust. So the Sharon and Mark trust, did it die with us? And then we have to buy it again.
3: No, if you're like the, the principal of the trust that yeah. would carry forward. Okay. So right? it would still work. And then the other thing too, um, we, Catech does offer first-time homebuyer discounts for people um, when they purchase an owner's policy. And also we have a what we call a gratitude program. So it's for first responders, um, veterans, oh, and nice. military. So oh,
1: that's really nice to be able yeah. to do that. Um, yes, so
2: you're the only company I know who, who does that, which I appreciate. I work with a lot of police officers and firemen, and it's really nice to be able to say, you know, there, there's an added bonus to this. Yes. And, um, you know, in terms of, you know it being a one-time premium that is a question that comes up a lot because we hear a lot of our buyers right now are saying okay i'm buying but i'm probably going to refinance later down the road when the rates come down so you know passing on that knowledge that no you do not have to you don't have to buy this again this stays with okay. you through a refinance is key and that was what
3: i it kind of Got side tracks but the owner's policy stays with you but with if you take out another mortgage or you refinance each time that you do a, a mortgage they would require a lender's policy so right but uh, you know whenever you refinance you do have to purchase the mortgage policy again because that loan policy is insuring the mortgage so if you're refinancing You know the other mortgage is going to get paid off and discharged, and the new mortgage wants to make sure that they're in first place,
1: which is a very good. And I know Melissa is chomping at the bit. I I know know. know because you know why I keep on talking. (laughs) I'm learning some stuff tonight too, and I'm so excited. But you know that's really important, though, because Maria, as you're saying, I did not know that either, but. Amy, you know what are we hearing right now? We're hearing that whole that whole term is, marry the house and date the yeah. rate, date the right,
2: rate and marry the house. Yeah, that's something yeah. that
1: people should know that that is going be- to date the what date the rate marry the house oh okay. yes, yeah yeah so even if the rates will- and in
2: my case divorce and keep the house that's
1: <laughs> why <laughs> I love your stories just a side note just a side note but I mean that's you know there's so many agents yes. there that are saying in loan offices oh you know what yeah your rate might be six percent but you can always refinance when they drop again okay yeah you can do yeah. that there's also going to be fees that are included in that and that would be right. the mortgage and title insurance correct Right. Perfect.
3: When you refinance, there is a refinance discount for people. Yes, there is. Um, Yes. Um, But it's, uh, and that's generally across the board. Uh, They used to look at, you know, if you're refinancing within seven to 10 years, that's when you would get the discount. But um, it's across the board now. Uh, The lenders quote it uh, with refinances. They usually do quote it at a refinance discount.
2: Yeah, Wonderful.
3: for the for the lender's policy.
1: Yeah, I just yes. to let all of our WATD listeners know, and all of our listeners on Facebook. I know that we are all over uh, social media right now. Melissa has uh, shared our group with everybody, so you can see us live here on Facebook uh, to all our WATD listeners. We have George, who is in studio in Marshfield. We are in our home studio here at uh, Boston Connect Real Estate, who is uh, one of the sponsors, along with McNamara Broker Team, which is me and Melissa. I had Mary here with me last week. Um, And if you have any questions regarding title insurance or anything to do with law, tonight is really your night to call in 781-837-4900. Again 781-837-4900. Go ahead, Mel.
0: I was just wondering if you could give some examples of what um, title insurance wouldn't cover, any scenarios that you have.
3: What it wouldn't cover. So When you when you when a title insurance policy is issued, if there's something that shows up on the title like uh, an easement, that would be included as an exclusion to title. Um, and I do think that we have some listed here. Just uh,
0: what about real estate taxes? What if you didn't pay your real estate so taxes?
3: It doesn't. It wouldn't cover something that you created yourself. So okay, you, yeah. Um, but if you, it does cover real estate taxes from prior from before the time of the policy so right so if a prior paying, owner had
2: real estate taxes that popped up and a lien was put on after the fact of conveyance it would cover that
3: yes but yeah. if if you don't pay your real estate taxes it does not cover that it's right it cover something that you've created you know mm-hmm. yourself
0: does that I, cover like i'm just thinking like uh like mold in your house like just stuff like that like um like no. any remediation or anything no i'm saying like it wouldn't it happen like before No, so
2: conditions so. of like conditions of the property no Ooh. it's just the title and one of the things we talk about is title versus deed when you uh so you get the deed to your property that's your proof of ownership your title is the chain of ownership that leads to that deed. What we're ensuring is that chain of title. So nothing to the condition of the property. It's all about, you know, the ownership, the transfer of ownership rights. One of the things that that does pop up though, is mechanics liens. So um, one thing is, you know, often people, you know, bill collectors and things like this, they kind of wait. And then all of a sudden they see a for sale sign on a house that they've worked on and they, They are like, okay, well, I never got paid on that. I'm going to start the process of putting a mechanics lien on. A mechanics lien is for unpaid work from, you know, someone who, a laborer who has done work on a property. It is, they can file a lien against the property and it follows the property without, with very little, um, there's a wait period, but very little notification to any other party. So it just sort of pops up on title. So that's one of the things we're doing. And we, we have to look so carefully at the title, you have to remember, when we get a buyer representation, we order what's called a title review. So a professional title examiner combs through the records and looks through the history of the title through three ownerships, no matter how far that ownership goes back. So three transfers of title. And, you know, um, they're making sure that there's, there's no, you know, grievances or anything we need to address. We then do another rundown right before we put your deed on record because we have had situations where we're about to record the deed and there's a mechanics lien that pops up or there's a tax lien that pops up because basically the sale of the property has put the neighborhood on notice that, you know, this, this asset is about to move. So in those cases, we have to immediately, you know, move to resolve those issues very quickly, often, like often going to the seller and basically saying, you gotta pay this right now. <laughs> you know, you gotta take care of this before we can go and issue clear title. Um, and mechanics liens, I believe are covered under the expanded policies, right, Maria? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. So there's two different types of policies, standard and expanded it's a very nominal difference in pricing to get the expanded coverage and it does cover things like mechanics liens some lot line disputes I believe it covers as well
3: underlines yeah
2: yeah so we always uh at Sherman Law recommend that you you do that as well because those are those are really you know common things um I think it happened with Mary just happened with one of my clients you know my client goes to tie into town sewer starts digging on the corner they start digging on the corner of the property and the neighbor comes flying out and says what are you doing on my lands you mm-hmm. know and and there we begin you know everybody gets their owner's policies out everyone gets their plot plans and starts we need a survey who's going to pay for the instrument survey yeah. you know those right. things are all that money that thousand dollars goes really quick on average you're looking at 250 an hour for an attorney mm-hmm. if it's a good one yeah um <laughs> and, and, and you know, cost of surveys, cost of, you know, people coming out to the property. It just it goes very quickly. And that would all be covered.
1: Maria, let me ask you this. So you had, when we had first started and you were telling us about the company Caddick um, title insurance, mm-hmm. you said that there are attorneys that you have on staff that are title insurance. I mean, title attorneys. Yes. What, what is their process? I mean, when Amy comes to you and says, I have a buyer client and they're, you know, so you have the mortgage insurance, right? The lender insu- um, insurance, then they're going to try to sell the buyer policy right the owner right. policy So yep. you just are you looking at amy as if okay i know that she did a thorough job or is somebody is there another layer at your company that's sort of checking this title and this deed so when we sign up an age so if you think about um like
3: your homeowners insurance mm-hmm. it, or your car insurance you have car insurance through commerce but your agent is Smith agency or something like that
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. so we would be like the commerce where the title company and uh Sherman Law is the agent so we vet them uh uh, before we let them become agents we do vettings and you know Mm want to make sure that we have experienced people uh knowledgeable people you know people with uh we do you know credit checks and all that stuff mm-hmm. so that we, we vet them so on a every day you know they are looking at the titles they come to us when there's a title issue um, and that's when the attorneys on our staff are going to look at things and analyze it um, based on case law based on you know past experiences based on risk Um, there's all kinds of different variables that go into their decisions, but on a day to day, we may not hear from Amy about Mm -hmm. any title unless there's a problem, um, with it. And I have
1: a second part to this because Melissa and I did a show last week. Remember we had the caller, the, um, guy that called us, he was selling his house. Yeah. And so he was looking at houses up in New Hampshire and, I guess Amy, you'd have to, I would say from you now, now the chain is you believing everything that the listing agents are telling you as well, right? So. Right. This one agent, this guy called us. He called us on a Saturday, just last week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, two weeks in a row. Two weeks called. in a row he called. Yeah. And um, he we were talking about open houses that they needed anymore, blah, blah. But he said that he went to an open house up in New Hampshire, and he said to the listing agent, he goes, I was very surprised that every time I asked her a question, she didn't seem to know. He goes, I just happen to be a very thorough person. In my head, I thought he's either an attorney or an engineer, but I didn't ask. So, <laughs> so, but before he even goes to an open open house, he'll go to town hall and he's doing research. Okay. So obviously someone who's retired and has a whole lot of time on his hands. Right. So he went to this one open house and he was out there. He had sort of a plot plan from town hall. And again, you can't tell without the instrument survey. I know like where the exact lines are, but it was so far off that he could tell that the mailbox and what part of the driveway were on town land. Mm -hmm. So he went to the agent and he said, hey, you know, I was just recognizing that it looks like, you know, the driveway and the mailbox are all on town land. And she said, no, 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 you, that it can't be right. Like they've lived here for years. It's always been that way. And he's like, no, let me show you. So he pulled out the plot plan, showed her. And she said, well, you know, here's the thing. You can just always take it by eminent domain.
2: Mm, no. That
1: was the agent's response yeah, yeah. as one of those brokers. I honestly, yeah. like, I crossed my T's. I dot my eyes. I could, I almost fainted when he said that. Yeah. Don't right. worry about what agents, real estate agents are saying and what they're putting out there because potentially Amy, you're never going to hear that story. Right. Right,
2: Right. and the reality is, you know, I get more calls about adverse possession. People think that they've claimed, like, certain parts of their neighbor's land, and the reality is it has to be adverse. So that means that you had to know it wasn't yours, and you were using it, which this person did not, Mm -hmm. and the town also has to know that your... you know that they weren't using using the property as well so there has to be some some level of knowledge that basically they knew they were that you were using the property and you and they were doing nothing about it and none of that has happened in that circumstances so right? in the, it's,
1: it's, she didn't even use the word a, adverse possession yes.
2: yeah eminent domain yeah. is yeah. something yeah it's, yeah. it's like it's, eminent domain means yeah, eminent domain is so the town can take for
1: land. So, so
2: yeah so I, and I have to say you know that is you know that is a very Tricky thing because I think, as real estate agents, you guys get asked all the time, or people, neighbors come in with these crazy drawings and things like that, and you're put in this position, and that's when you want to, you know, get an attorney involved right away. I will say, going back to your kind of review question and how I work with um, Maria, so first, you know, first, the title examination is done by a professional title examiner. Then that report comes to me. I'm reviewing that as well, and I'm looking to see what the notations the examiner made, and if there's an issue that I... I see, but can cure on my own. I take care of that. If there's something more complicated than that, or something that I'm like, I don't think he got this right or she got this right, I send it. I send it to CADC and that team the same day looks at it and gets back to me. So it's it's not, you know, you're filing these insurance claims where you know you're gonna hear in two months whether it's literally like an active conversation and it's. I can't tell you how, as an attorney. How much I rely on their on their resources because they just see so much. I mean, mm-hmm. the stories they must have. I can only imagine.
1: Well, I want to hear so, some uh, of them at the end. <laughs>
2: I <know>.
3: I <laughs> I a, see. Big, a big one too that we were seeing a lot of before. We still see it, but there's a couple of uh, cases on the foreclosure end yeah. um, that affect title. Um, and in some of the circumstances. It was case law that changed that me that basically made the deed invalid um or the foreclosure invalid so uh, you know in that case the people that purchased the property from the foreclosure or there was a foreclosure you know somewhere in the chain of title that was done incorrectly then they they if they didn't have title insurance they would have had to either give up the property or defend you know their ownership uh, or find the people that were foreclosed on which is what we did a lot of was um it was the Nivania's case was the name of it. Oh. We had to find the people that were foreclosed on, and you know, in most cases would offer them a sum of money for them to sign the deed over to the current owners. Um, and if you did not have an owner's policy, it wasn't anything that the attorney did wrong. It wasn't anything that the title examiner did wrong. Uh, you know, it was just case law that changed right. that was not grandfathered in for the for yeah. the previous. So that was a big one.
2: Um, Yeah, foreclosure put a kind of put a halt on on real estate the 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 backlog and the looking at foreclosures. Um, You know, my background is I used to work on the lender side, which was primarily you know debt mediation and foreclosure. So I had you know a lot of background in that. And when the Abanias case came down, all of our all of our foreclosures came to a grinding halt as mm -hmm. each of those were examined. I'll tell you back in the day when I was working there in the 2000s, in that area, it was very common to foreclose, um, you, you know, a mortgage is sold over and over and over again, particularly a mortgage that's struggling will, will be sold. Mm-hmm. Um, and each of those assignments have to be recorded in the registry of deeds and the foreclosing entity, the bank has to be named as that foreclosing entity. Lots of times the foreclosure would begin and then we would file the chain of title to kind of clean up the title where we would see that these things had happened. And when I mean clean up the chain of title, it was literally like white it out, type it in, this is it. Very standard. This was the normal practice. This was completely legal. Well, you know, the courts basically came forward and said, you had no standing. You basically, you know, you have a plaintiff and defendant. You don't own this mortgage. You can't foreclose on this mortgage. You can't prove to me that you own this mortgage. So that's when that scrutiny came in, came into play. So if I see a house that has even a history of a foreclosure in it, I'm really gonna insist that you get insurance on it, um, you know, to, to ensure that review. And it's a lengthy, it's a, it's, it's a process. Anytime I see an insurance um, a foreclosure in the history of title, I go back to the foreclosing attorney. I'm making sure all the debts were notified. I'm making sure there was no bankruptcy. And these are connections that I have among the industry that I can make phone calls and say, you know, Corday and Associates, you know, I see you're foreclosed on this property. Can you pull this file? Make sure, show me what you have. You know, Harmon's office, can you you make sure that this is correct? Can you send me the green cards? Literally, it's an old-fashioned practice of the return receipt of the postal receipt is is sent back to the attorney. So these are all crucial steps. So again, I think as we go through the cycle of the economy, and the economy is good, we're going to see more and more of A norm which is there's a percentage of properties that get foreclosed upon and and put back on the market and that's something to be aware of especially with our investor clients Um, we often have to look at that you can get title insurance on a foreclosed upon property but it has a higher level of scrutiny and one of the key things that they will ask is is the former seller in possession of the property, meaning are they still on in the, in the property? If you're buying a property straight off the auction block and you don't know if the seller is in there, you're gonna have to face a higher level of scrutiny and you might not be able to get owner's insurance. So that's something, something you should be aware of. You got to talk to the right person.
1: And Amy, I know one of the things that is very commonplace too is when somebody, there's two thoughts that I had is during that time in 20, you know, what was it, eight, nine and 10, yep. when- mortgage companies were going out of business and then they were just, you know, things weren't getting recorded. Or if you finish paying off your loan or your mortgage, whatever you're calling it, and then you get, you know, your final, what sure. do you get in the mail? Like your deed? I, I don't know, what the do you dischar- get in
2: the mail? Yeah, so you get the, the yeah. discharge It gets sent to you. A lot of people don't know that that has to be recorded.
1: Can you, you explain get- that in slower terms yeah. just so listeners understand that?
2: <laughs> yeah, so once you've satisfied a mortgage, there's a discharge of a mortgage which basically it says basically this debt has been satisfied in 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 full so as i'm going through your title your mortgage will appear but then there'll be a link that says discharge it'll show me the book and the page when you pay off your mortgage you're supposed to obtain a discharge from the bank a lot of times those are sent to the property and the and the people see it or maybe they don't and they think okay great you know i have a receipt but I don't think that i need to actively record that myself Mm -hmm. until you record that that remains on your title for i think it what is it 20 so it's six years past the expiration of the mortgage i think is i'm thinking off the top of my head i'd have to check my check my chart but if you had a 30-year mortgage and you paid it off you know 20 years in and you didn't record a discharge and you sold it on year 25 and you couldn't find the discharge now we're gonna. Now we're gonna have to ch- track that discharge because I can't say that the mortgage has expired on its face, right? Still right. an active mortgage on paper. So at that point, um, one of the services the CADC office offers, especially in these banks that um, maybe have been sold and and bought out mm-hmm. by larger banks and trailed and trailed and trailed, they offer a CADC tracking, which they know. I don't, I always say they know where the bodies are buried, but they, they, have, know, you know, <laughs> they, have, they have all context. those little banks went and <laughs> in who, in and how to clean that chain of title, you know, uh, that's something, you know, isn't something that I'm going to know from law school is who bought who and where they are now and who's the president, you know, mm-hmm. that is when I'm, I'm turning to them. And for a very nominal fee, you know, I think it's like $250 often that for the Cadic track, mm-hmm. they're going to find that discharge for you. So I'm, you know on some occasions i have people who you know some some people are great record keepers and they can pull that piece of paper out and give it to me and i can record it but if they're like me that's not very likely <laughs> well with, uh, with all the mergers of the banks and you
3: know yes. sometimes we're not out of business so it's just um and then you have mers in the mix too so yeah. track yeah. is a great resource if you ever you know, have a circumstance where there's a missing discharge, especially too with equity lines. Um, you, we see, I was going to just claims say that. Yeah. With a I lot of claims that. Of that Because people don't, uh, relate an equity line to a mortgage on their house. Mm-hmm. So if that gets missed. Even if you, if, even if the attorney pays it off, we recommend that they also, you know, paid off and say that they want to c- close it. They have the borrower or the seller. Um, sign a document saying please pay off and close this and then issue a discharge um, yeah. mm-hmm. but w- we've seen claims where you know a uh, equity line wasn't closed uh, the discharge didn't come in or it's a lot of the banks send the discharges now more directly to the registry but there could be mistakes on the discharges which makes them ineffective um,
1: Wouldn't it be small mistakes? Sorry to interrupt you, but I remember one time having a property and it ended up being this huge deal because they used to spell Center Street C E N T R E. Yeah. Everything had changed at some point along the way to C E N T E R. So I, I, yeah, I know. Address affidavits
2: and, yeah. Yeah,
1: things like that. I know we we only have five minutes left if you can believe that. So I know at the end we definitely topic (laughs) such a great topic. Um, but um, if you do, if you want to call in 781 837 4900, we have a couple minutes left. But how about give us like give us a horror story, tell us something that like you would never expect happened that did.
2: Oh, gee, I mean, the the life estate today was pretty. Pretty fantastic, I have to say. Yeah. Reading the, <laughs> my colleague came in. I'm like, yep, that says that. Yep, okay, you know. And you're you're praying you don't need a Ouija board to find you know this person. <laughs> um, that is always scary. I've had um, I've had forgery cases. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Yeah. So I've had where, especially in the early 2000s, where um, husbands would frequently sign for wives and take uh-huh. out additional mortgages. Things mm-hmm. like that. That homeowners insurance, that owner's insurance, goes to both parties. So I've had I've had disputes over that. I see a lot of um, title issues that kind of come out of out of you know death, divorce, the mm-hmm. big D's. Mm-hmm. That, can, that can stir up a lot. But I had one funny one where it wasn't really that funny, but uh, five brothers, all all Johns. So first name John and father John as well so they named all all the boys after John so and it was like John Carlos, John Dominic and one of the Johns didn't uh, sign the deed so you know trying to track down these various Johns (laughs) across you know when Father John had passed and a few of them had passed as well so you were just hoping that I was really hoping that John Dominic was still alive, and he was. So I hope he still is as well. If he's watching, yay! But I mean, it was it was one of those moments where you're just like, this is this is made for reality television. And I spent a lot of time on the web. Like you know, I, you have to track people down, you have to locate them. You know, you're dealing with older people. Sometimes they don't have they don't have cell phones. They don't have any. You know, I'm mailing them letters, hoping that they're going to open them. You know, it can get very tricky. Versus if you have that owner's insurance policy. I can say,
1: we're okay. We're okay. I mean, what so a great okay. thing just to be able to say, don't worry about it. And I know Amy, there have been many times in the first question you will always ask, did you have owner's policy? Did you always, have- Always,
2: always. Oh. And sometimes I'm holding my breath when they say it. And they often will say to me, no, can I get it now? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no. It's yeah. done. Yeah, the ship is, the ship is
1: sailed. So right. we only have one minute left and I definitely want to give you time to, but and Maria, do you have one quick one that you could share with us? Like some horror story? Um, well, the, the equity line one really was one,
3: it was it, the people that had the equity line were started using the equity line to pay off, to pay their son's college tuition that, and, had no idea that it was tied to a mortgage. And the people yeah. that went, that owned the property had an owner's policy and they went to sell and this mortgage was discovered because mm-hmm. the people were paying, you know, it was an equity line. They were paying it, but they never associated it to the fact mortgage, that it was yes. it was a mortgage because yeah. a lot of times with equity lines, you just go into the bank and you sign documents and, and mm-hmm. you don't know, think about it. Um, yeah. So that was one that was, you know, Pretty interesting that yeah. they were paying their son's college tuition. In that case, right. the people were cooperative, but you know, the title insurance company did get involved and, yeah.
1: and I, I heard of other people, not to cut you off, but we literally have sixty less than sixty seconds left. Yeah. Recently I did hear of somebody, it was a client, they had a HELOC, right? A home equity loan, right? Isn't that what that is? And yeah when banks changed and everything they stopped getting the bill in the mail so they stopped paying it and then it finally caught up to them but we only have 30 seconds left amy can you give everybody your contact information so they can get in touch with you and thank sure. you so much for coming back again tonight we uh, have- of
2: course no it was great yes yeah, so i am uh my number is 617-504-9151 i'll say it again 617-504-9151 and my initials, ahm at timshermanlaw.com.
1: Perfect. You Thank you. Know. Happy
2: to answer questions, too, if people have any email questions,
1: too. Perfect. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Maria. We appreciate yes. you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Maria,
2: especially for helping out. I appreciate okay. it. thanks right. you guys. Good thanks. to see Thank you. Her.